It's always a blessing to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? And uh, I, we had that one Sunday that we had missed because we had to, to uh, take care of uh, my mother-in-law's house and some moving and that kind of thing. And after, I think Monday or whatever after that, we said, boy, we missed church. You know, you just... You just, if you miss a Sunday, you just, it feels weird, doesn't it? The rest of the week doesn't seem to fit right somehow. But, uh, we're, we're so blessed and happy to be together. We used to sing an old song, we're together again, just praising the Lord. Amen. And, uh, it's always a good thought to be together again. Let's turn in our Bibles. How about we get into the Word today? Amen. Um, some scriptures here. If you'll start in Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 1. Praise God. We're going to talk today and preach, not just talk. Preaching is more than talking. <laughs> Brother Hagin said he started preaching and he had preached a few sermons and he was 17 years old, you know, and 18 or whatever it he had started pastoring and preaching and he asked Aretha, he said, are you, um, you, do you like my preaching? And she said, well, you've gotten to the place where you can give a pretty good talk, a pretty good talk. So, uh, uh, we want to do better than a pretty good talk, don't we? Amen. Have some fire with it, some anointing. The anointing breaks the yoke. Doesn't say anything about education breaking the yoke or uh, political standing, or anything else. Amen. I'm talking church political standing. <laughs> so well, surely there's not politics in church land. You know, well, where have you been your whole life? Under a rock? You know. Uh, but none of that matters when it comes time to hear the word, and as we say, um, to break the bread of life. Amen. And whatever you want to call the word, the sword of the spirit, it's all good things. So I want, I'm talking this morning, preaching on shining lights, that you know, we, we're living in a, in an age of darkness. How many can see that? You know, this is just darkness everywhere. Uh, the other day I got so tired of the news, I turned it off and I don't know if I've hardly turned it back on. I mean, we might catch some highlights, but we certainly aren't uh, as interested in it as we used to be, and uh, because it's all bad, and it's all fear-mongering. I've never seen such fear-mongering in my life, just fear uh, served on a silver platter, uh, and any kind of fear you... Now they're saying there's a new strain of virus that's worse than the... It's like, oh, please, just stop, you know, but they just keep coming out with more and more fearful things, more and more things where they almost make an average person want to just stay home with a bag over their head and uh, and and hide in fear. And that's not the way that the Lord has uh, uh, designed that we should live. Amen? We're overcomers in this life. And we're more than conquerors through those who, through Jesus Christ. Amen? Jesus said, that he has overcome the whole world. Hallelujah. Um, 
So I want to remind you that in the midst of darkness, you know, when you have darkness, the light shines the brightest. Well, we need to be shining lights in this world. We need to let the love of Jesus, the faith of God, the power of God, the peace of God, the joy of the Lord, shine from us as never before. If everybody at the grocery store line has a frown and mully grubbed and talking about how much everything costs and if we're not careful, we're not going to be able to afford anything and blah, 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 talking doubt and unbelief and fear and lack, we need to be the ones standing there smiling like an idiot as far as they're concerned. They'd say, what's wrong with you? And you say, well, I've got the joy of the Lord. Praise God. Like one preacher said, if gas goes to $20 a gallon, the Lord will just have to provide the $20. And you just cannot live like the world and talk like the world and act like the world and expect heavenly results. Amen. And so we're not going to talk lack and fear and failure and defeat and, and mully grubs. Amen. Nowhere in the Bible will you see that we're called to be the mully grubs or any kind of grub or a grub worm. <laughs> Amen. But we're called to be sons and daughters. And so much, I don't even have time to preach it all, but so much in the word about light and about God creating light. God said, let there be light. The reason we have light, people go, oh, well, it's scientific, the sun, blah, 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 blah. Yes, that's the, that's the mechanism. But the reason we have the sun is because God spoke it into existence. Amen. And so God is a God of light. The Bible says in him is only light and there is no darkness at all. He is not lurking in the corner. You know, they say, they used to sing the song, standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find Jesus. Like he's hiding in the back alley from the, from the DEA or something. Jesus is not standing in the back alley or lurking around the corner. I don't really appreciate that song. Somewhere in the shadows you'll find Jesus. It makes it sound like you gotta go through a dark period to find the Lord. And that's bad theology. It's bad expectation. If you're not careful, you'll get what you expect. And so, you know, I'm not looking for Jesus in the darkness. I'm looking for Jesus in the light. Praise God. Because where he is, there wouldn't be any darkness. And if he was standing in the shadows, it wouldn't be any more shadows. <laughs> so whoever wrote that song, I'm sure they're dead and gone, but God help them. Because he's not in the shadows. Amen. He is light and there is no darkness at all. And if he's light, that means we're light. You better watch it. I might get Pentecostal today. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah 61, 60 verse 1. Arise, shine. Wow, that sounds like a, sounds like a great idea. So, well, I just don't know what to do. Well, you can start with that. Amen. Arise and shine. For thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. The glory and light are the same thing. Amen. The brightness of God, the brightness of the Lord is on, is risen upon you. 
That's our scripture. Amen. Look at, I go backwards a little bit. Look at Isaiah 9, 2. Amen. This is talking about Jesus coming uh, to, to be, to prophecy by Isaiah. That leads us into our Christmas scriptures. But if you notice uh, Isaiah 9, 2, the people that walked in darkness. Well, that was all of us before the gospel. That was all of us before Jesus. How many remember what it was like to be lost? What it was like to, to be, uh, you know, without, without the Lord. But the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. Not a night light. Amen. Now I don't mind this little light of mine, but I'll tell you what, we've got more than just a little light. We've got a beam. <laughs> Amen. A sunlight. The people that have walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shine. You know, we quote that scripture, Psalm 23, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. You know, I, I realize that. It says right here, it, re, it refers to that shadow of death, the land of the shadow or the valley of the shadow of death. You notice it says, Upon them hath the light shine. If you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death and you're walking with the Lord, there's no shadow anymore. It's, you can see everything. Praise God. And you know, you don't have to be in the dark concerning your finances. You don't have to be in the dark concerning your health. You don't have to be in the... The Lord will show you, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Is How many like to know something that you don't know? <laughs> Amen. We need to see the beginning from the end. and We need to see what the steps are, are going to be. People say, well, you know, we walk by faith. You're walking in blindness and darkness. You know, you walk, you take a step of... I don't know where all these illustrations come from. They're not from the Bible. It's just somebody's, you know, bad prophecy after, you know, bad spaghetti the night before. They come up with a, a, a pathetic, I mean prophetic, pathetic, prophetic. It's ridiculous. But you know, talk about, well, you know, you just, if you walk by faith, you don't, you just take, you have to just take it. You don't even know where you're going. Walk, step out in blind faith. Faith is not blind. Faith sees. Amen. Faith sees into the hidden realm. Amen. And by faith and by the Spirit of God, you can see what tomorrow will bring. You can see, uh, things and know things to come. Hallelujah. You don't have to be the, in the ignorant department. Amen. Not knowing anything. So following God is not a, a blind thing. There's nothing blind about it. He is the light. He shines the light. He's not hidden anything. Well, you know, the Bible's just such a mystery. Well, it won't be if you'll read it. Praise the Lord. The book Gray's Anatomy is a mystery until you read it. And then you can see how things are working and connecting. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's so ridiculous. Well, you just never know. Well, you can know. I just, it's just stop. If you're doing it, I'm begging you. Please don't just requote religious sayings that have no 
uh, root in the Word. Amen. Most of those religious sayings are not helpful. They do not build your faith. They do not help you feel better about it all. <laughs> I don't know about you. I like to feel good. And some people, I don't even notice how I feel. Oh, really? Well, let's stomp on your toe and see if you still have the same report. You know, I think you might care all of a sudden about how you feel. We could poke you in the nose or something, you know. You, then you might care how you feel. Well, I'm just such a faith person. I don't even pay any attention to how I feel. I don't believe that. I think you're lying. I'm telling you, we have to, we have to put the word above our feelings. But I'll tell you what, you can have both. You can have the word and good feelings. You don't have to become an emotional zombie, you know, dead kind of, to, to, to walk in faith. That's ridiculous. And you can, you can feel things and experience life. Amen. Preach, pastor. Hallelujah. I love, I love, I love that the Bible talks even about the, the coming of Jesus at his birth as light appearing on the earth. Amen. Yes, we did walk in darkness. Yes, we did walk in mystery and intrigue and wonder. But now we walk in the light of his word. Amen. You getting anything out of this? Would you rather be here than the best insane asylum in the state? You know, when you look at it that way, it's a great place, isn't it? All right. Matthew 4. 16. The people, again, again, talking about Jesus and his appearance on the scene. The people which sat in darkness saw great light, not tiny little light, great light. And to them which sat in the region and the shadow of death, once again we have the shadow of death, Light is sprung up. Now, you could, you could, you could rename all the news shows as the shadow of death report. Because they tell us how many people have died of COVID and how many more are gonna die. And it's death, 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 death report. Loss and death and lack and there's not enough and there's now, now they're saying there's not enough vaccines and it's, it's always the not enough lack report. When's the last time you turn on the news and they said, hey, this is a great day. We have good news. Never. Even if they say the Dow is up so many points, but no worry, there'll be a correction in the market. It's going to crash and Isn't it the truth? Even when they have good news, they predict bad news is coming. They are the shadow of death. We should call it that. Well, I need to watch a little shadow of death here to see what's going on in the world. Half of it's made up anyway. I'm telling you, it's fiction. I had a guy that worked in the Secret Service tell me it was fiction. He said, we, he showed me this room. He took me on a tour of the Secret Service building. Isn't that cool? And he showed me this, this room that had all these video monitors, you know, like, like a wall of them 
like something you'd see in a movie, and they got these tiers of chairs, and they have Secret Service analysts that sit there and watch all the news reports to see if there's a credible threat against the president and those that they're guarding, and former presidents and their families. There's a bunch of them now. And uh, so he's he said that sometimes you'll walk past the door and all the agents are... are Almost on the floor laughing and laughing hysterically at the news reports. They said they're so made up, they're so twisted and spun that there's hardly any shreds of truth in it. Isn't that some, now that's coming from the government told me that. Secret Service told me that. So if they believe that, I think I'm going to go with them. Praise the Lord, you know. So we need to watch it with a grain of salt. You know, it was like back in the day, they'd show a movie as Godzilla's walking through the town or something. You got a little kid there watching that and scared. Say, don't worry, it's fake, it's TV. That's what we need to say when we watch the news. Don't worry, it's fake, it's TV. Well, I'm just saying. Shadow of death. Those which sat past tents. We're no longer sitting there. Well, you just never know what the Lord's going to do. Well, you will if you'll read the Bible and you'll pray and ask Him to show you things to come. Call unto me. I love keep keep quoting that. I'll answer thee and show thee things that you don't know. Lord, what do we not know that we need to know? You know, sometimes Scarlett and I will get invited to a conference or something and and uh, we'll say, wow, that looks like a great th- meeting to go to, and we're going to go, and, you know, there's a way to go. And then all of a sudden you just feel a pullback from the Spirit. Don't go to that meeting. <laughs> you know, and you think, well, why wouldn't we go to that meeting? That's a great meeting. They're going to have the Word. They're going to have worship and praise. Our friends will be there. It'll be wonderful. And the Lord, And you just feel like the Lord's saying, you know, I'm telling you, you don't want to go to that meeting. And then something happens that you find out that you thank God you weren't sitting there. (laughs) Amen. You're just going, Woo! Thank the Lord! We listened to the Holy Ghost! I'm telling you, if you'll listen to the Holy Ghost, you won't make so many mistakes and and you won't be put in awkward situations where you have to then fight your way through. Amen. Well, they're Christians. They all love the Lord. They're just Jesus people. Well, I know, but, you know, Paul talked about perils amongst brethren. I'm telling you, you can have perils with the world, but you can have perils with Christians, too. Just because they're Christians doesn't mean everything's hunky-dory. Like I said, you know, if that's what you believe, you need to get out from under your rock and get, get you know, wake up and smell the coffee, as they say. It's called maturity. And uh, I tell you, I don't want to be, I know Pastor Scarlett, we don't want to be anywhere where we're not supposed to be. And how many things have we gone to or done that later we said, boy, I wish I, you know, I had a feeling this wasn't going to turn out well. I had a, you know, I just something seemed wrong with that decision. Anybody ever been there? And then you realize that if, if, if you'd listened to the still small voice that the, the Lord was trying, we're talking about light, the Lord was trying to shine light on that to show you 
probably if you ask him, most of the time if you said, well, Lord, I'd like to understand more about your ways and what you're doing and your protections. Why would we not go to that? Or why would we not be present at something? And the Lord, uh, oftentimes he'll show you why. He'll say, well, this is going to happen. Now you just watch. And then lo and behold, it happens exactly what, what, you know, and, and thank God, you know, you can avoid things that would be, uh, an unpleasant, sometimes even maybe dangerous situation and cause a lot of problems. Can you say amen? Yep, yep. Well, I I love it that the <laughs> that the light is sprung up all of a sudden. You you can be. Have you ever have you ever uh, walked down on? We've got one uh, set of motion detector lights in the church here uh, in the back hall there, and if they're set right on automatic, you can walk into this building and it can be just pitch black. And the minute you move, the light springs up. And all of a sudden, you can see everything, see where you're going. It's not quite as spooky. Amen. And uh, that, that that's the way this is. The light has sprung up. Amen. If you say, Lord, I just feel like I'm in darkness. Well, you know, squint real good and open your eyes because the light's about ready to spring up. If you'll ask him for light, he'll give you one. All right, turn to Revelations. I hope y'all getting something out of this. It's helping me. Praise God. I need to, there's some, there's some things in my life personally that I need to see the light of God on, see direction. How about you? Now this shows you how much that God and His glory are light. Uh, this is beautiful. This talks about heaven. If you want to get a picture of heaven, it's it's outlined right here. It tells you tells you how big it is. It tells you, uh, and if you do some, if you get some, if you do some some research. They, they can tell you what these measurements mean, like cubits and things like that. We don't use those. But can tell you uh, uh, 12,000 furlongs, whatever that means. But there's, there's studies that you can get that tell you kind of in our mind, in the terms of mileage or whatever, how big that is. So we've got a picture of heaven. Isn't that something? You know, it's sometimes if you have loved ones that's gone on to heaven that you miss, you should, and you, you feel sorry for them. You need to go in the Word and read where they're at and what kind of a place it is. You won't feel sorry for them. You'll feel sorry for yourself. Yeah. And it talks about all the, oh my goodness, all the, uh, precious stones and semi-precious stones that are embellishing the city and how many gates. Amen. Now look at verse, look at this, uh, let's, let's start at verse 21, cause it's just, it's wonderful. But I, I want to show you the most important part. 
wrap this message up. The twelve gates were twelve pearls. Somebody said, wouldn't you like to see that oyster that that pearl came out of? Every, Every several gate was of one pearl. Can you imagine a pearl so large that, it, that they've made a gate out of it. The streets of the city was pure gold. Pure gold. Can you imagine gold being so plentiful that you use it for pavement? As it were, and it's, it's such pure gold that we, we've never seen gold of this quality as it were, transparent glass, that the gold was so pure that you could see through it. Can you imagine this? It's hard to imagine. And I saw, look at this, you're going to love this, I saw no temple therein. Is that what it says? Can you believe it says that? I saw no temple therein. There's Here's the reason. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. God doesn't need a temple. He is the temple. And this is the part I want you to see that's such a inspiring thought to me in this age of craziness and darkness that we live in. The city... See, see, Christians like to talk about, oh, I tell you, these are the end times. This is the darkness. It's so bad. You know, there's, uh, you know, and they love to talk about abortions and, and all these things that are happening is so horrible and horrible, horrible, horrible. I know we got it. We got it. It's bad. It's ugly and dark. But what we need to be preaching and talking about is the light of the gospel because the only way to turn these people around is through salvation. They are not going, we're not going to shame them into acting better. We're not going to guilt them into acting better. We're not going to judge them into acting better. They have to have a change from the inside out. And the way that that changed, the Bible says that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So the meaner and uglier and darker the world gets, the louder we need to get preaching the good news. Now that's the truth. We don't have to get out and march in the streets, you know, down with this sin and down with that sin. We need to preach the good news. You're not going to get perverts to stop perverting by trying to shame them into into things. Amen? It doesn't work. So you have to do an inside-out job. (laughs) Something on the inside, working on the outside. You get men's hearts changed from the gospel that only God can do. Our philosophies... Our ten steps to holiness is not going to work. We're going to have to preach the good news and tell them that they're lost and tell them that there's a way to heaven and tell them that Jesus loves them and tell them that He died on the cross for them and that He was buried for them and He rose for them. And He cares about them. And that message is irresistible. The Lord did not call us to be the uh, sheriff of the body of Christ or whatever. He called us to be 
ambassadors. Not sheriffs, ambassadors, amen? Don't worry, you get a church going pretty good, enough people, you'll find a few self-appointed deputies and sheriffs. I'd try to help you walk the walk the walk, whatever that is. Walk the walk used to be a Tower of Babel hairdo and no lipstick, no earrings, and no you, you had to wear closed toe shoes because you know God hates toes. I mean, really, and long sleeves and up to here and. I'm thinking, why didn't we just join the Muslims and get uh, burqas put over everybody, you know, or, or a gunny sack or something. What is a gunny sack anyway? I don't know. What's in the gunny? What is a gunny? Uh, these are words we've heard our whole life, but we don't know what they mean. All right. Are you ready for the good part? Say, Lord, please help him close. Remember the story of the little boy sitting by grandpa on Sunday service and the pastor keeps saying in conclusion and he preaches ten more minutes then in conclusion and he preaches seven more minutes and in conclusion and the little boy says, Grandpa, what does in conclusion mean? And he looks at him and says, it means absolutely nothing. All right. In conclusion, verse 23, the city, look at this, is beautiful to me. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved... Praise God, let's declare our nation is saved. Shall walk, and you know who's going to save it? It's not the Republicans. It's not the Democrats. It's not the Independents. It's not the Socialists. It's not the Libertarians and the Wackos and the Winos. It's the Lord is going to save the nation. The nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. Now that's talking about heaven, but I'll tell you what, we're citizens of heaven. And we can have that light and that glory shining in us and on us and through us to others. Amen. So, you know, that's why every morning we need to get up and say, Arise, shine, for thy light is come. Instead of, oh God, I have to get out of bed. It's Monday. Oh Lord, I got so many things to do this week. I don't even know where to start. I mean... How do you think I know that narrative? Forgive me, Jesus. But I tell you, there's been times that I've felt like that. How many's ever felt that way? But you know what? We need to change our tune. You know, if you're listening to a radio station and you don't like the song, you can change it. Something else. Well, that's the way we, we are with our, our confession. 
And we really do reflect what we say. You know, if we get up and just say, well, I'm just, I don't know, I'm just so frustrated today. This is just a, this is, this is just, I can just tell. You ever heard anybody talk like that? I can just tell this is going to be just a crappy day. I can just, you know. And so, you know, you, you tell that to your mate and make their day crappy to start with. And then you, the first person you run into, you tell them, I tell you, what do you think about that? I don't know. There's something that's wrong. And it's like, yeah, and it's right between your ears what's wrong. Amen. And what we need to declare is, this is the day the Lord has made. I'll be glad. I'm going to rejoice in it. I've got the light of the gospel. I've got the light of the glory. Everything is 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 going my way. That sounds like a song from Oklahoma. But, uh, you know, oh, what a, oh, what a beautiful morning. <laughs> Everything's going my way. It's a pretty good song, isn't it? Oh, what a beautiful morning. <laughs> what a beautiful day. It's better than the Surrey with the fringe on top. But, you know, praise God, we, the, we can begin to, to confess, uh, those kinds of things. Amen. Say, this is a great day. I tell you, God's moving. Everything's going my direction. There, uh, if God be for me, who can be against me? I've got the power and the light and the glory and the favor and the joy and the peace. Amen. I tell you, just preach yourself into heaven and into glory and your day will go better. And you smile at people and you bless them. Say, God bless you. They say, well, I don't even know you. Well, that's even better, isn't it? It's easier for me to say if I don't know you. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Isn't that right? In a lot of cases. You can shine the light of Jesus. Well, praise God. I, I, you know, sometimes you have these messages you think are going to be so spectacular and then you're not sure. But I hope that blessed you. <laughs> In some way, amen. I'm just telling you, the more, the more that the world screams darkness, the more we need to yell light. And not only say it, but be the light. And I want to be one of those people that people say, you know, the, when you entered the room, everything seemed to change. When you came, everything seemed... Don't you want to be that person? Hallelujah. Instead of the person that goes, oh God, here comes trouble. Here comes Eeyore, the donkey with the dark cloud. Everything's bad. It's long on, you know. Or like Mr. Haney on the Green Acres, you know. <laughs> Every time he showed up, the tractor blew up or whatever happens, you know. <laughs> Debbie Downer, you know, wah, 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 you know. We don't want to be that person. We want to be the person that's got the answer. And if we don't have the answer, we know how to pray and get it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, let's just stand up. We'll be dismissed. Let's lift our hands and praise the Lord. Thank God for the word today, for the gospel, for the light, for the goodness of God in the land of the living. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We're walking in the light of God. We're walking in the light of the word. We're walking in the light of Calvary. We're walking in the light of victory. We're walking in the light of being seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that we're above and not beneath. We're the head, not the tail. This week, I declare over this congregation shall be a week of health 
and healing and wholeness and prosperity and those things that have been damned up and held up will come through in Jesus' name. We command money to be released. We command uh, investments to pay off. We command all these uh, uh, things to, to, to come through. If there's settlements or things that ha- have, have been um, uh, stopped, we command them to be released in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Our life collectively moves forward. This week, we make progress. We, we go higher than we've gone. We do better than we've done. Amen. In Jesus' name. And many rise up and call us blessed. And we'll, they'll say, we are glad to look at the great things God has done for them. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's praise Him. Thank you, Jesus, for these words. Thank you for these utterances. Thank you, Lord. We prophesy this in Jesus' name. We prophesy improvement. We prophesy empowerment. We prophesy upgrades. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise Him. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen.